Hello from the San Diego County Bar Association. I'm Renee Stackhouse of Stackhouse APC. I'm a third year board member with the San Diego County Bar Association, and I'm here with... I'm Jill Epstein, Executive Director of the San Diego County Bar Association. I'm Michelle Chavez, Director of Public Services at the San Diego County Bar Association. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. Thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's always such a pleasure to be here in America's finest city, San Diego. And today we're talking about our brand new executive director at the San Diego County Bar and uh, loyal referral and information services. So two things that we're incredibly proud of and excited about. Thanks. Okay, first thing I have to ask, and I really think this is intriguing about you, Jill, is that you're a lawyer. I am. So what happened with that? Are you, did you ever practice? I never practiced. I went to law school in Washington, D.C., and I got exposed to lots of different ways to use a law degree. And so right from the beginning of my legal career, I found myself drawn to member associations. And I was lucky enough to be living in sort of the mecca of member associations in Washington, D.C. And so I got that um, put me on my path right from the beginning. So it's amazing. So straight out of law school, you're working with associations at, at an executive level? No, not right out of law school. (laughs) I had to work my way up for this great job. Um, But I started, um, when I was in law school, I actually interned at AARP, and that was my first exposure to a member organization, which I just love the concept of um, representing a constituency of like-minded people who have common interests in advocacy or programming or services. And so I started as literally as an intern in law school many years ago. So it's really amazing. We're always talking in San Diego about um, different ways, alternate uses for law degrees and different things you can do with it and how limitless the possibilities are. So this is a really cool way to utilize a a JD. Absolutely. That was one of the gifts of going to law school in D.C. is that um, I have friends who, of course, went the traditional route going into law firms, but also who went to work for the government. And again, not in the traditional prosecutor or defender role, but literally working for the federal government in different um, legal capacities. I worked for the Department of Labor again one summer as an intern in their Office of Civil Rights, not practicing law, actually doing investigations. That was a really long time ago, too. Wow, this is a trip (laughs) down memory lane. And then also lobbying was also another big area of exposure that you get in Washington, D.C., which was also exciting and great for lawyers. Yeah, absolutely. So can you talk to us a little bit about your journey to end up here at the San Diego County Bar? You have gone from intern to executive director, and I know that you uh, recently came to us from a statewide organization. Can you share with us? Yeah. So I moved here from Chicago, which is the other real mecca for nonprofit member associations. So I had lived in two major cities that had lots and lots of opportunities and moved here to San Diego nine years ago, actually this month, like actually today, I think nine years. So coming here was different. I had to really um, research and find my way in the nonprofit association world. And quite frankly, this job is one of just a couple in San Diego that is at the level that, quite frankly, that I'm used to at the level of sophistication and budget, staff size, issues, programming. So prior to this, I was at the California um, Association of Marriage and Family Therapists, which is a statewide association. But again, it's very similar in structure. So member associations, it is, a you know, there's a formula that you have to retain members, excite members, recruit members, 
you have to provide value for the um, the membership because members don't have to belong. So you want to make sure that you're providing enough value so that they want to join and renew. And so it really doesn't matter as much whether the stakeholders are lawyers or doctors. I used to work for the American Medical Association or massage therapists or marriage and family therapists, all different constituencies I've worked with. It's a similar model. And um, so it's it's a model that I've worked in, like I said, since the beginning. And I'm really, um, something I'm really comfortable with and, and still excites me to this day, just providing the customer service and value to members. So I think you answered uh, my next, what my next question was going to be a little bit, which was, and, and you don't know my question, so um, <laughs> I get to have the element of surprise, but I was going to ask you, why did you choose the SDCBA family to join? Um, and it sounds like it's because it's that level of organization you're working with, but can you tell us what's special about San Diego and the San Diego legal community that makes you excited to be a part of our family? Yeah, well, I think that goes back to your first question. The fact that I am trained as a lawyer is makes this just feel like the right fit. Um, in fact, I was joking around at some point during the interview process. I said this would be the first time I was starting a job where I actually knew what the members do, <laughs> because every other one there was been there's a there's always a huge learning curve, and of course there's a huge learning curve here as well. But at least I know based on my training, what lawyers do, how you think, um, what what the challenges are um, in the field. And then I have to take it to another level now that I'm here and learn from the board, from the volunteers who are in the community and the industry leaders to inform me as to what we need to do for the members to make, again, to bring value to their membership. So I know that we're probably not as big as the statewide organization you came from, but it's a big organization, about 10,000 members uh, for San Diego lawyers. And is it overwhelming to step into an organization that big and and try to learn everything about it? Oh, yeah. It's like drinking out of a fire hose, of course. Um, but luckily, there's, you know, not only a, a great and devoted um, board of directors who's been amazing and supportive, but a fabulous staff. Um, we're very lucky here in San Diego to have 22 staff people supporting this organization. And, um, you know, that's truly the heart of the organization, whereas other um you know, volunteers and leaders kind of come and go. The staff are the ones that, that keep the operations going year after year after year. And so hopefully the legal community is really proud of the fact that they have such a, a strong, devoted professional staff. Nice. And one of those uh, team members is here with us. Yeah. We've got Michelle. And my understanding is LRIS just hit a really big milestone. We did. We hit our um, over a million dollars in forwarding fees last year. Um, so we're super proud of that. And um, we actually worked with Jill prior to her becoming our executive director in the summer. She actually reviewed all of our public service programs and gave us some feedback. And um, that's how Jill and I met. And we were really surprised when she came on board. That's great. So it feels like it's coming full circle a little bit. Definitely. And that was, I'm really so impressed and intrigued by the lawyer referral information services because I came into this job this summer when I was consulting as a member of the community. And so I was looking at all of the materials, documents, the web pages as a consumer who might want to find an attorney. And as I kept digging and digging, and Michelle knows we went through lots of pages together, uh, the more intrigued I was that there's this amazing service that's offered by the bar that I hope more people will use in the future because I know, and I'm sure the same thing for you, Renee, people, you might meet someone and say, oh, do you know a good divorce lawyer? Or do you, can you know someone to help me with my bankruptcy? And I think people think that just because you're a lawyer, you know all the other best lawyers in the city, whereas most people know people in their specialty area. area. Exactly. Yeah. So so now I knew about this great referral service, and I, I referred friends to contact 
um, the LRIS. And it's just, it's it's a perfect way to connect the community to the, the community at large, to the legal community in, in a really meaningful and, and uh, effective way. And, and to meet the needs. So Michelle, could you tell us a little bit about what type of legal practitioners can be found at the LRIS and what services are provided? So we have about 45 different areas of law that we have attorneys that have joined lawyer referral and that we can use to serve the public. So, you know, we're always looking for attorneys to join our program. It's a great way to improve your referral business. It's a great way to get clients. We have a lot of newer attorneys who have joined lawyer referral and it's helped build their book. It's helped bring back um, returning clients and then they refer their friends. So we have a lot of really good success stories from some of our attorneys. And we're always looking for new attorneys to join um, our panel. You just have to be a member of the bar and in good standing and have liability insurance and be able to meet the qualifications of our application. Um, So that's really, um, it is, it's a pretty simple way to join. And so we're always looking for attorneys in the areas of family law, employment law, real estate, uh, you name it, we get calls for everything. So it sounds like... If this is just one program that the county bar offers, that there is a lot going on with such an organization, right? Absolutely. And that's what's so interesting is that the organization plays a great role in connecting the community at large to the legal community, but also plays a great role in connecting the legal community to each other. So we do lots of programs and events that are geared towards our members and and other attorneys in the city, uh, whether it's continuing legal education, practice development, personal development, we have wellness programs. So there's a lot of ways that that the organization connects. And that's what I'm really impressed with so far. Well, I'm really impressed with how much you know about the association already. I mean, you've been here a couple of weeks and you seem so well versed and so comfortable talking about it. How do you, how did you get to that level where you were able to come in and say, I'm understanding the organization. I have this comfort level. What advice would you give other people who are starting a new job to say, hey, this is this is how you baby step through it? Oh, well, well, thank you for that. It was a really nice compliment. Um, but it does take a lot of work. So the bar went through a very extensive interview process, very extensive. <laughs> so not only over the course of months, but the depth of it was really quite intense. Um, and so as a result, every time I, I would move to the next level, I would drill down further and further in my studies. So to the point where I, when I got here, I already was very familiar with the organizational chart. I already had questions about um, various functions and structure. I had already reviewed the website inside and out and policies and strategic plan. And so, um, you know, so going through the process kind of prepared me to actually step into the role. And so I'm grateful for that. Wow, that, that's fortunate that, that, that there was a payoff for how expensive yes, exactly. that. Yes, exactly. Glad I got the job. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. So talk to me a little bit about this. We, for everyone listening, um, one of the things we, when we're dealing with coming into a new job and dealing with catching up and all this work, and how do you, how do you balance that with life? So your mom, you mm-hmm. know, you have other obligations. Mm-hmm. How do you achieve that work-life balance? That's a great question. I think um, for me, I really try to create boundaries with um, with technology. So, you know, your phone is your best friend and your worst enemy. And I had an experience years ago where I was with my kids at a playground and I was checking my emails after hours and I got an email that was just, it, it was just upsetting to me. It was kind of a nasty gram. And 
I felt it happen to me, and I kind of snapped at my kids. I said, let's go, let's go. And they were like, they couldn't understand. They were little playing the playground. And it was at that moment that I realized that I could never let that happen again. And so there has to be a time where you you have to be disciplined enough, and I, I am really disciplined about not checking my emails, my work side of my phone. You know, it's right there. You could see it blinking. You know there's stuff there. And I and um, But I really am disciplined that after a certain point when I'm with my family and then I'm tired that – it's not going to be productive for anyone for me to be checking my email. So I try to, to the extent I can, really keep those boundaries um, and start fresh the next day, raring to go. And from what I've heard, you do some really phenomenal creative things when you're at work and you're focused on um, problem solving and team building. And so uh, I'd love to ask you a little bit and then hear Michelle's feedback on the Chill with Jill meetings that you did. I love that name, <laughs> Chill with Jill. Very cool. Well, I'm lucky that I have a brother who's a TV producer and really creative. And so I texted him right before, the night before I came here and I said, I want to have these set up. I want to set up a schedule for everyone to come meet with me one-on-one. Each of the staff people have time with me, half hour to an hour but I don't want to call it a chat or a meet and greet. That's just so common. What could I call it? And I texted it, and I don't even know how it got to him in enough time for him to respond, but two seconds later it came back and said, chill with Jill. And I said, perfect. Um, But I came in the first day with a a schedule and passed it around the office and invited everyone to sign up for a slot. And, you know, it takes a lot of time to meet with 22 people for a half hour to an hour. But I finished my last one yesterday, actually, and – it was invaluable. I would not have, I, if I was going to give anyone advice, that would be the first thing to do when you start a new job. And for me, it was, I gained so much insight into the culture, into what people do here, into the programs we're offering, um, into the opportunities there are. So for me, it was really, really, really beneficial. And Michelle, how was it being on the other end of it? Well, I think I was the first one to chill with Jill, and um, I was like, oh, boy, what is, what's this going to be? And I didn't want it to be like, I wanted it to be very open, and I think coming in and talking with Jill was, was wonderful. I don't think we ever had that, and um, I think it really, you know, from hearing from the other staff, it made them feel more connected and, um, you know, like, wow, we can actually go talk to our executive director and... And she's going to listen to us. And, and it's just a different feeling. It was, it was great. That's good to hear. That must be, it must be nice knowing that it, it was received that way. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. So, um, okay. So here's what I want to know. Besides the SDCBA, which is the focus point right now, but besides that, what are you passionate about? What drives you? Well, I have two little kids, so that is, you know, my my world revolves around them. They're 10 and 12 years old, so I always say I'm deep in elementary school. And it just, elementary school goes forever. So um, I'm still deep in elementary school, and um, I'm involved in the school. I I sit on um, an independent oversight, independent citizens oversight commission that oversees a large bond that the school district passed. So I I try to stay really involved in the school um, and in my kids' lives. Um, I love to travel. I have all of my best friends are still my best friends from college. So we do our regular girls trips and connect as much as we can, even though they're all on the East Coast. So I'm pretty passionate about keeping my friendships close to my heart. I love that. And tying that back into why we're here with the SDCBA. So um, what's your plan on creating those friendships here? And and how are you going to do that with such a huge membership? Well, you know, it's just about being genuine and accessible. And so it will just, it will happen. Um, It will happen organically. The more that I'm out at meetings, I've 
been to, I can't even count how many meetings already with the committees here. And I've been just, just so impressed at how capable and organized and smart everyone is around the table and, and yet friendly and welcoming. So I think by going to meetings, going to events, being out in the community representing the San Diego County Bar Association will give me opportunities to connect with as many people as possible. And those connections are really important, especially to the SDCBA now that we have reinvented our mission statement. And I don't know if you've seen the new mission statement. Of course. All right. And celebration and community and diversity and inclusion, very, very important values to the SDCBA. When we're talking about values and things that are important, it makes me, I'm a quote girl. So I, I'm one of those who I have a quote for everything. It makes me, you know, uh, think that when I need motivation, I've got my quote for that when mm-hmm. I'm thinking, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, right. I love so that. What's your quote? What's your mantra? What keeps, uh, what drives Jill? So I have two quotes that are my go-tos now that you mentioned it. My first quote is about more about me and kind of centers me. And it's, um, it's from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it says, what lies before us and what lies behind us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Wow. And I always think about that. Like nothing else really matters. It's just who you are as a person. Are you a good person and a good soul? And nothing else matters. So that like is overall. But my quote that actually pertains to where we are today and sitting here, um, my other favorite quote is actually a line from a song. It's not nearly as profound. But um, it's from the song Closing Time, and it, the line is, every new beginning starts from some other beginning's end. Love that. And I think, yeah. and isn't that, I think about that with everything, with relationships, with jobs, with anything. There's, it just applies to a lot of different scenarios, and, and, it's, and it's a positive way to look at uh, one chapter closing. And, and when I got this job, it's, that's a, that just summarizes it. I, I had, I've had wonderful opportunities and jobs before this, and now here I am at one job ended and another chapter opened, and I'm really happy about that. It's a terrific way of looking at the transition. That's really yeah. that's really fun. Um, Michelle, can I put you on the hot seat too and ask you, what's well, your quote or mantra? I, guess, I mean, my quote is just, "Don't ever let anybody dull your sparkle." Oh, I love it. That's it. That's yes. Nice. And if you saw her office, you would know that that is true. There's <laughs> a lot of color. sparkly stuff in her office. It's the prettiest office in the whole building. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'll get yours that way. Too. I know. She's my consultant. It's, it's not look. It's not there yet. <laughs> How, how's office design going? You know, I, I have a few kids, some artwork. That's the most important. Done by my children. I have my, of course, my diplomas up on the wall, which for the first time actually means something here. So, um, my law degree and my... Um, admission to the bar, whatever. So those are up and and then Michelle's going to consult on the rest. And we'll get you your sparkle. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you this. If a member is listening today and wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, so my email is jepstein, E-P-S-T-E-I-N, at sdcba.org. Um, email, as we know, is always great way. I'm always at my computer or near my computer. So that's probably the best way as I bounce around the city Um, for you to find me. And I would love to hear from anyone here who's got questions about membership, about our programs, about how to get more involved. I would love to talk to you. More importantly, what kind of snack or candy should they bring you to butter you up? Uh, Excellent. (laughs) M&M's. Chocolate or peanut? Either. Okay. All right. I mean, you have to be specific. (laughs) Ask for what you want. Both. (laughs) (laughs) And Michelle, if people want to learn more about the LRIS program, how can they reach you? Uh, they can contact me at mchavez, C-H-A-V-E-Z, 
at sdcba.org. If you're interested to join or learn a little bit more about lawyer referral, please give me a call or email. And it's an incredible program, and there's such an ability to to learn, and it's just invaluable. So um, hats off to LRAS for hitting their milestone. Incredible work by the team involved with that and to the lawyers who donate um, their time to keep that program going and participate. And Jill, thanks so much for uh, coming and being here today. Thank you for having me. This is beautiful. So we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests for joining us today. Uh, we also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. And we'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. <laughs>